Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast and become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows featuring guests sharing stories about growing up in a haunted house that was possessed by an evil presence, a nightmarish encounter with a UFO in the dead of night, and the financial horror stories from those who won the lottery and lived to regret it. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to hear these programs and many more truly thought-provoking shows from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie back with you. Kent Heckin Lively with us, of course. We're talking about his work called Inoculated. But Kent, was it your daughter's autism that got you involved in autism as an activist? Well, strangely, it was what happened to my son, because we think that my daughter was injured by her six-month vaccinations, and, and you know, then she developed a seizure disorder, and then autism was diagnosed later. But what happened with my son was, for reasons unrelated to autism, we kept him on a hypoallergenic milk formula until he was 18 months old. And then I actually took him to his 18-month checkup, and because I thought the doctor had missed something on my son... He went through a full, on uh, my daughter, he went through a full developmental checkup, passed with flying colors, got his shots. Three days later, my wife, who's a speech therapist, said, Ben has stopped talking. Oh, and I geez. thought, oh my God, I was just with him at the doctor's three days ago, and he was perfect. Um, and then it clicked to me that it was the vaccines. And I'd heard that theory, it sounded crazy to me. Um, but luckily, through the grace of God, within a couple days, I ran across the gluten casein free diet, put both kids on it. After 12 days, Ben said his first word. Wow. Again, my, my wife, who's a trained speech therapist, always says it took him about a year to catch up in language with where he was, uh, about two years for his sensory problems to go away. Um, but he entered kindergarten as normally developing five-year-old, and now he's uh, 17 years old. He's a weightlifter and track athlete and wonderful sense of humor and a, a good student. And, uh, you know, my daughter's still very severely affected. So um, my son is actually a weightlifter, of all things. Really? Yeah, and my my daughter has trouble walking. So how is it that I have a a kid who's a, a, you know, a, a track athlete and kind of a star, um, and I, same genes, and I have another kid who's, um, you know, has trouble walking, has a lot of weakness still. It's got to be frustrating. Uh, yeah, but but, but it, it, the thing that I want to get across, George, is I think there's so much hope because there have been so many brave scientists like Andy Wakefield, Judy Mikovits, who I wrote the book Plague with, and we are really centering in on the fact that these vaccines have deranged the immune system and they can be fixed. And what we need is we need courageous scientists. We need good people in government to understand what we're saying because, you know, if I was with Trump in the Oval Office for a half an hour, I could tell him how to fix this problem. Simply, simple solutions we just need some people in government to understand what we're saying. We have top scientists who are ready at the drop of a hat to do this stuff. So I am so excited about what the future holds because it's not just going to be the autism kids that we recover. It's going to be we're going to save the Parkinson's patients. We're going to save the Alzheimer's, all this schizophrenia, all these crazy school shootings with these 
kids who, you know, are living horrible lives and inflicting terrible damage on society. I am so convinced that we are at the cusp of a golden age of understanding what's gone wrong with them and with relatively simple science, but science that's supported by our government, we can fix this looming disaster before it takes place. And are you concerned also, Kent, with the vaccines like the DPT, the multiple vaccines as opposed to the single shots? You know, it's a great question. Um, From all of the research I have done, I am terrified by all vaccines. All vaccines. And, and, And let me say why. Because Unlike normal pharmaceutical products that are tested and then there's long-range studies where they, they take a group that doesn't take the medication and they follow them for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, you know, like they did with women and hormone replacement, mm-hmm. nothing even remotely similar to that happens with vaccines. No, the vaccines most, get to marketplace pretty darn fast. Don't it, they, it, you know, they, they follow the kids for five days, 10 days, maybe two weeks. And these are autoimmune problems that are being caused by vaccines. So that's why actually what me and a couple lawyers have put together and submitted to the FDA is we're calling, we're calling for a five-year ban on all childhood vaccinations until these things are studied. Because when you look at an insert and it says, this has not been studied for carcinogenic potential. Oh. You know, you, you find yourself saying, okay, let's, let, let's take the fear out of it. Let's, let's just go to a blank slate and say, would we ever give a product to children that the cancer-causing potential has never been studied? And if you can't, you know, and it's, that's why I say I want your audience to understand I'm a person of uncommonly good sense because I'm asking simple questions. How can you give a product to children when its cancer-causing potential has never been studied? That's crazy. It's, it's How lunacy. How can you give a product to children when the long-term effects have never been studied? You need to answer that question before you can ever give something to a child. So. Um, I just think that the powers that be have abandoned this question, and, and I'm going to raise it, and, and you know, like I say, I, I know I'll be attacked, but I really think I'm saying the least controversial thing possible. If, if somebody can tell me why giving an untested product to children where we don't know its long-term potential is good, you know, I, I just don't know what I would say to that person. What do you do, Kent, for if you're a parent and you want to do the right thing, you don't want to make a mistake, your kid's, you know, future and livelihood and health is at stake, yet you get the school board pounding you every day saying that, you know, your kid's not going to be allowed in school if you don't get them vaccinated. What do you do? It's a great question, and I understand the frustration of people. Go really, really slow. Um, And, you know, there's only two states in which you have to get vaccinated without a medical exemption. That's California and Mississippi, and maybe West Virginia, too. So the other 47 states, you're fine in. Um, 
And, and even if you live in those states, find doctors who will write um, exemptions if you think it's a concern or, or go slower. I, I think that there has been such a revolt politically against state power that, you know, I used to think that we were so alone in this vaccine world. And I just realized we, we're just one group who is being forced to do things by, the, by an all-powerful state and what we need to do is we need to join together with other groups who have different things. And I, I keep saying, you know, I fell down this rabbit hole 15 years ago, but I realize there are so many more rabbit holes um, and so many more causes. And I feel like we need to make, make common cause with all of the groups, with the GMO people, with the, you know, anti-glyphosate um, people, with the vegans, everybody. We, we just need the truth. And, and you know, we need the truth and we need to have the freedom to make our own decisions. So that's what we're really fighting for. And, of course, as you continue to fight for this, you have people who are skeptics and being a skeptic is fine. Yet in some cases, the attacks on people like you, Kent, are vicious, aren't they? <laughs> well, you know, it's pretty funny. I say, OK, you know, I was invited to speak at the Commonwealth Club of California in 2015 and then I got protested, and then they dropped the program, and they said they'd reschedule it. Well, it's been three years, and I, I thought, <laughs> the, the common, you know, the Commonwealth Club bills itself as, you know, the premier place for public discussion. I'm like, okay, they don't want me to discuss it. You know, I, I, I wanted somebody else on the stage to dispute me. You know, I get banned from Australia. Um, Facebook attacks us um, um, and shadow bans us, and, you know, we get these what we believe are pharmaceutical trolls attacking us. And at the Bowen Report, what we've done is we've instituted new security procedures because we've been tracking some of these trolls. Um, and, you know, these are pharmaceutical fronts. And, you know, these are not just, you know, moms who want to attack us. They are paid pharmaceutical trolls. And it really gets kind of scary and, and kind of terrifying. And I'm, I'm happy to say that I have a strong Christian faith, and, and I, I kind of say to myself, you know, God put me in this fight for a reason, and, and you know, I'm going to be humble. And um, But, you know, I, like St. Michael the Warrior, I, I'm going to fight for the children because I know someday I'm going to face God, and he's going to ask me what I did in this crisis, and I want to have an answer. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern, and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.